I'm telling you guys, it has been an amazing year. God has been so good to us this year, so faithful to us. And I can say on behalf of Sarah that this has without a doubt been one of the greatest years, if not the greatest year of our whole life in ministry and marriage and family. And I've just been thinking and looking back across this last year, the first year of our church together. We opened the doors just over a little, a little over a year ago. And look at what God's done in that amount of time. I'm telling you, this is nothing short of a miracle. Go ahead, give him thanks for it. Nothing short of a miracle. Nothing short of a manifestation of the great grace of God that is on this place, on this house, on your house. Praise God. And I'm just thinking back on how unusual all this is, how not normal we are. And if you ever get the feeling that you're just strange and different, let me help you out. It's because you're strange and it's because you're different. Go with it. Embrace it. Because the rest of this world, the so-called normal, you don't want anything to do with that. You don't want anything to do with depressed. You don't want anything to do with fearful, anxious, worried about the future. And if that's normal, call me strange. Call us strange and different. But it's not normal to, to, to get to start something like this. It's not normal to, to get to move up into this place in the mountains and, and, and buy this place that from a distance and really from close up looks like you know, a, a labor of love to say the least. And, and those of you who are here with us from the beginning, you know the love that went into this. You know the time and the effort and the money and, and all of that. But on top of all of that, the grace of God that was on us to, to turn this from what it was into what it is now and what it's becoming, what it will be in the days just in front of us. As this year's coming to a close, I've just been thinking about these things and thinking back across the last year and the great start that the, that the Lord gave us and, and the time we spent in dedication and preparing to dedicate it. Who was here dedication weekend? That was amazing, right? It was amazing. This place was full wall to wall and Brother Copeland came and Brother Moore came. And I'm telling you, if you haven't gone back to, to hear those messages again, you need to. Because if you, whether you realize it or not, there were words that were spoken that weekend that are carrying us right now. And they were, they were probably more relevant now than we even realized that those words were when they were spoken. The Lord's done good things for us. In a short amount of time, he's added hundreds of people to us. It's not normal to get to start like this. It's not normal to get to start this strong. And I'm just so thankful and so grateful to the Lord. There's no way to do this without him. There's no way to do this without the grace of God, without his enabling and his strengthening. And I'm thinking about what, what this little family has been able to accomplish, even financially over the last year. Do you realize we wrapped up a $3 million project together this year, this year, that's the grace of God. And then you can't do it on your own. I couldn't do it on my own. But when a family comes together and people come into agreement with each other, I'm telling you marvelous and miraculous things happen. Every week we stand here. Sarah stands here and tells you these glory stories, one after another after another. And you know, we're very purposeful about that. We're very purposeful not to stand here and say, well, here's the 25 prayer requests that came in. And prayer requests are great. Prayer requests are fine. And it's good to come into agreement with one another. But you know what? If, if all you ever hear is the rough stuff that people are going through, you might start to think, wow, 
is there a God? I mean, come on, help us out here, Lord. But when you're hearing constantly about how good he's been and how faithful he will be to anybody who will put faith in him, faith in his word, who will be willing to yield to the spirit of God. When you see miracles happen in somebody's life, it does what it's supposed to do. Stir faith in you to say the same God will do the same thing in my life. And how many have we heard? I I, I dare say it's been uh, scores, hundreds, I don't know. How many have come in just in this short amount of time? He has done good things. So I guess the question is, when all of these wonderful things have happened, you you come to an end of a year like this, and you got to ask and answer this question. Here's the question. Can it get better? Can it get better? I know you're sitting up here in this atmosphere of faith, and we've been garment appraising and all that kind of stuff. And it's easy. Oh, it can get better. I'm asking you to ask yourself that on the way out, when you're sitting at the house, when you're on the job, because there are, there are people that no matter how good things are, they can find something to complain about. And then there are those who no matter how bad things are, can find something to be thankful for, right? The question is, can it get better than it is right now? And for people of faith, we know this, the answer is yes. And these three words came up in my spirit back in October of this year. And I've been just praying over it and meditating on it. And I want to share it with you because I believe it is where we are to set our faith for 2022. And just asking the Lord that question, Father, does it get better? Can it get better? And there's something in you that knows the answer, and, and, and it, it's almost kind of a given, and it's nearly rhetorical when you're asking the Lord, can it get better? You know you're supposed to say yes. But what came up in my spirit was, not only can it get better, but it can be better than ever. Those are the three words the Lord gave me, I think, about 2022. Better than ever. Better than it's ever been. Better than ever. And when you meditate on, meditate on that, you're supposed to look back and think about how good it's been. Think about the wonderful things the Lord's done for you. Think about how wonderful it's been in your marriage in the past and your family in the past. How wonderful things have been in the past financially, no matter where you are right now. But when you look back and see how good it's been, I want this to come back up on you. Yeah, but it's going to get better. Better than ever. I want to read something to you that I wrote to the partners of our ministry. Many of you may have received this letter. If you haven't yet, you will. It was in our December partner letter. This is just an excerpt from it. And this is what I wrote to our partners and to this church family. With all the good things we saw take place in 2021, it might leave you asking, what about 2022? Can it get better than this? The answer is yes. I believe that life and ministry in 2022 will not only be better than the year before, but it's going to be, say it with me, better than ever. We began 2021 looking at the words of Jesus in John 10.10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When we look back across this past year, we can say that it has truly been a year of life more abundantly. I like the way the last part of that verse reads in the Message Bible. It says, I came so that they can have real life, real and eternal life, 
more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Eternal life is not just about a quantity of life, it's about a quality of life. Jesus came to give us life more and better than we've ever dreamed of. These are the words, now listen to this. These are the words we are going to put in our hearts and in our mouths in 2022. When someone asks how any of us are doing, the answer will be better than ever. When they say, how's your family? We'll say, better than ever. When they say, how are you feeling? We'll say, better than ever. When they ask how the church is doing, we'll say, better than ever. But what if I'm not doing better than ever? What if things around me are bad and look like they're getting worse? If that's the case, I want, to rem- I want you to remind yourself that you are a person of great faith, which means you're not waiting to see something before you say something. When you declare that life is better than ever, you're not ignoring a problem or pretending it doesn't exist. You are simply declaring the end from the beginning. And like your father, God, you are calling those things that be not as though they were. So let's put these words to work and watch our good God do good things, great things, and better than ever things in our lives like never before. Amen. That, that's going to be the answer this year to the question, how you doing? You want to practice it a little bit? Hey church, how you doing? Yeah, but how you feeling? But what about your finances? What kind of shape are they in? What about your family? How's your marriage? How are your kids doing? How's the church growing? This is going to be our answer this year. And like I said, I realize that there may be times you're saying it and in the back of your mind going, this is not what it looks like. This is not what it feels like. And people hear us and the way we talk sometimes and they think, they think you know, we're, we're living some fantasy or in some dream world. When it doesn't look like that, why are you talking like that? But that just goes to show they don't understand these principles of how to live and walk and talk by faith. We're not ignoring something. Faith, living by faith does not mean you're ignoring a problem or pretending there's not one. All you're doing is putting into practice the same thing that God did and God does when he declares the end from the beginning. He called Abraham the father of many nations when he had exactly zero children. Is is God ignoring the fact that, that, that Sarah has never been able to conceive? Is he ignoring that Abraham's age and Sarah's age? No. But he's declaring, calling those things that be not as though they were. So we're not pretending. I want you to understand that. We are not pretending. And when something does come up and you are facing a challenge or a shortage or a difficulty of some kind, don't pretend it doesn't exist. If you have to, look at it, acknowledge it, and then say, what are we going to be saying about this? What are we going to do about this? Now, you can say that in a panicked, frenzied way, or you can say it in confidence, knowing that your God has an answer for this. And when you find out what it is from the word, you are going to put that in your mouth. 
And you're going to start calling it better than ever. Now, this is the way we live. It's the way we live because it's the way we were born again. And one of the things I want you to understand about the life of faith is the same principle that you were born again by is the principle that you live by. It's not different. How were you born again? So simple. You believed in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Do I have anybody in here that would say, you believe that? God raised Jesus from the dead. And then what did you do? You confessed with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And there was enough power in your heart and your mouth being in the same place that it produced salvation in your life. And that's, you know, Jesus called the opposite of that hypocrisy. He said, you draw near with your words, but your heart's way over here. So there's no power in hypocrisy. There's no power in your heart being over here and your mouth being over here. There's power in them being in the same place. So what's going to have to happen for these words better than ever to start having power enough to produce that in your life? It's going to have to get in your heart. It's going to have to get in your heart in a big way. Now, it's one thing for us to say this, but the thing we have to understand as word people, faith people, word of faith people, is that we have to have scripture for it. We can't just be making stuff up. That's called make believe. And sadly, there's a lot of people make believing. Without the word of God on it, you have no foundation for it. You have to have his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing something you made up. Hearing something you want real bad. Hearing something you desire real strong. No, faith comes one way. Hearing the word of God. So these words better than ever came up strong in my spirit a few months ago. And I've just been before the Lord on it. Father, show me this in your word. Show me what you call better than ever. And he took me to the one and only verse we're going to read this morning. First Peter chapter five, verse 10. Church, this is our verse for 2022. We are going to look at this. We are going to meditate on this. We are going to put these words in our heart and in our mouth. We are going to squeeze this verse like a sponge and we are going to get every drop out of it that we can. And if we do nothing but look at this and every verse that bears witness to it and backs it up and reinforces it all year long, then that's what we're going to do. Amen. We'll do what the Lord leads us. But I'm telling you right now, this is where we're beginning. First Peter chapter five, verse 10. If you don't have it, we'll put it on the screen for you. It says this. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, listen to these words, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. This is what the Lord is going to do in this body, in this house, and in your house this year, if you'll let him. What's he going to do? Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Can you say those words out loud with me? He's going to perfect, 
establish, strengthen, and settle. That's what he's doing. This is what I believe he calls better than ever. Now, we're going to take time over the course of the next few weeks or months or however he leads us to find out what every one of these things mean. But just take it on the surface. Him perfecting you. Just that right there is enough to make your head spin. Perfecting you, perfecting you. Now, we have an idea of what it means to be perfect. We tend to think flawless. And in the flesh, that's just not going to happen. You know that, I know that. But one of the things we're going to do right away is change our vocabulary a little bit. And we're going to stop saying, nobody's perfect. Just stop it. Don't ever say it again. Nobody's perfect. Number one, you know it's wrong because Jesus is. He is perfect. And number two, there are so many scriptures, one right after another, that calls us to that level of perfection. But you got to go back to the beginning of this verse. What did it say? May the God of all grace do this in you. This is one of the works of the grace of God on our lives and in our lives to perfect us. Now, it's not necessarily talking about being flawless. We'll spend time looking at the words, but it, it, it has more to do with equipping you. It has more to do with developing you. It has to do with restoring to you what's been stolen from you. Whatever's been broken, whatever's been lost, whatever's been stolen, may the God of all grace perfect, restore you, restore to you whatever was lost. That's this perfecting. It's what's happening this year. It's what's happening this year. This perfecting. May the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory, Man, if you're wondering what the call of God on your life is, don't just wander aimlessly going, I wonder what I'm called to. I wonder what I'm called to. I wonder what I'm called to. Start with scriptures that say, this is your calling. This is what you're called to. You want to know what you're called to? His eternal glory. That's the call of God on your life. May the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Then he adds these words, after you've suffered a while. Now, I know, I know you wish you could perform like a scripturectomy right there and just, <laughs> just take those words out. Ah, that's better. No. Remember, word people, that we love every word of this book. And every word of this book is in here for our benefit. And what you're going to see in the coming days and weeks is when you put it back in the context of this scripture, even here in 1 Peter chapter 5, he's talking about resisting the devil. So our suffering is not sickness, it's not disease, it's not poverty, it's not lack, it's not confusion, it's not depression. Our suffering is nothing that Jesus bore for us on the cross. This suffering is about you resisting how I many you know resisting is not always fun on the flesh? 
But if you want the result of this perfecting and establishing and strengthening and settling, it's going to start with some resisting. But when you and I resist the devil, the God of all grace goes to work and he begins this perfecting, developing, maturing, equipping you. I love that word equipping. There's nothing more frustrating than trying to do a job without the equipment to do the job. You're set up for failure. I mean, think about it. Even from something as simple as digging a ditch, somebody hires you to dig a ditch. I need this, I need this eight, foot, eight foot ditch dug by the end of the day. Okay, can I get a shovel? No. I don't have the equipment. Something as simple as that, it requires an equipping. Well, your calling requires some equipment. The calling of our lives and the calling of God on the the ministry of this church, it requires some equipment. This is the perfecting he's talking about. I'm going to equip you in 2022 to do what I've called you to do. The equipping's coming, church. The shovel that you need, right, to do the job. Equipping, he said. He talked about establishing you. Let me read to you. Uh, just some definitions of this quickly. To establish means to, to set fast. I like this definition of it. To turn resolutely in a certain direction. When I began to meditate on that, the Lord reminded me of some of my pilot training. And when you take off out of an airport and you're in communication with air traffic control... Somebody who sees what you don't see. They're giving you directions based on what they see, not based on what you see. One of the things that they'll tell you, for example, if you're taking off out of an airport, they'll say, uh, they'll call your tail number and say, climb and maintain 10,000 feet. Turn left, heading 090. And then they'll tell you through the course of instruction to get established on course established on course, turn resolutely in a specific direction, get established on course. When, when air traffic control instructs you to, to establish yourself on this course, on this heading, at this altitude, basically what they're saying is quit messing around. Don't be turning left, don't be turning right, don't be going up and down. Don't be checking out these clouds over here. Don't be checking out this view over here. Get established on course. That's what this word is talking about. To turn in a direction, in the direction that you're called to go in. May the God of all grace not only perfect you, may he establish you. Set you on the course. Now think about this. If you have lived unperfected, ill-equipped, lived with things broken, lost, and stolen, and now grace is going to work and you're being perfected and added to and equipped and things are being restored to you, you might look at that and say, wow, it's better than ever. If you've lived wondering and wandering, aimlessly trying to figure out some direction, do we go this way, do we go that I always think about it like bumper lanes at a bowling alley. You just throw that thing and it's going to go back and forth. You don't got to live like that. 
You can get established on course. And if you have lived like that, and now all of a sudden grace is going to work, and you've got some direction, and you're established on course, you might look at that and say, this is better than ever. Better than it's ever been. Perfected, established. What else did he say? Strengthened. Strengthened. That's strong in every area of your life. Strong in your spirit, strong in your soul, strong in your body. I've gone through this a time or two in my life. Most recently, uh, probably, I don't know, six or eight months ago, I just got done being weak. I'm done with this, right? I'm, I'm done feeling weak. I'm, I'm done being sluggish and slow. And I went and, you know, hire a trainer and I'm going to the gym you know, two, three, four days a week. Why? I'm done being weak. You have to come to the place in your life, first and foremost spiritually, where you say these words, I'm done being weak. I'm done being easy to push around. I'm done being easy to roll over. I'm done being easily defeated. I'm done being weak. I'm done being weak in my spirit. I'm done being weak in my soul up one day and down the next. I'm done riding this solar coaster through life. I'm done being weak in my soul. I'm done being weak in this body. I'm done being weak with this weak immune system that just seems to get punched in the face and falls down every time some little virus rolls through town. I'm done being weak. As of today, the God of all grace is working in me. He's perfecting me. He's establishing me. And he's strengthening me. And if you've been weak and now you're strong, what would you say? This is better than ever. This is better than it's ever been. Perfected, established, strengthened, and settled. Settled. This is a big one. To be settled. To be, to be settled... Literally means to make stable. This is what the people in our lives around us need from us. Especially in the world we're living in right now. They need some stability. They need people. The world needs people who are not going to lose it. Every time something else pops up in the news. Every time something else politically goes on. They need some stable people. People that are constant. People that are consistent. And you can't get that stability from the world. Have you noticed that? The only place you can get it is from this word. The word of God is and, and can be and should be the firm foundation beneath your feet. That's what Jesus called it. He said, the one who builds his house on the rock. If you were to ask most Christians, you say, well, what's the rock? Well, Jesus is the rock. Well, kind of. <laughs> it sounds good, but find out what Jesus said the rock, the firm foundation is. He said, this is the one who builds his house on a firm foundation. The one who comes to me, hears my word, and does them. He'll be like the man who built his house upon the rock. And when the storm comes, he'll be stable. He'll be fixed. The 112th Psalm says, and this doesn't count as a scripture, I'm just quoting it. <laughs> Talking about the righteous man, that his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. This stability. 
And if you have lived without stability, if you have lived unstable in life, like we've said, up and down and all over the place emotionally, but the God of all grace goes to work in you, and by your faith in that grace, it's working in you, and it's perfecting you, and it's establishing you, and it's strengthening you, and it's settling you, and making you a stable person, you would look at life and say, wow, this is better than it's ever been, better than ever. Perfected, established, strengthened, and settled. That's what it means in God's eyes to be better than ever. So when you think about better than ever, these are the words I want you to think of. When you think about what life would look like if it were better than it's ever been, I want you to think about being perfected. I want you to think about being established on the right course. I want you to think about being strengthened where before you were weak. And I want you to think about being settled, stable, constant, and consistent. The word of the Lord came through uh, my grandfather, Brother Copeland, back in September of this year concerning 2022. And he said, oh, did I not? There it is. 2022 will be the year of correction. Direction, protection, and perfection. Listen again. 2022 will be the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection. I want you to notice that what started in correction ends in perfection. This is more about that suffering. Listen to the thunderous excitement. There is a godly suffering that you and I are called to. Part of that is the correction that comes. The Bible tells us that correction is not fun. It's not joyous, but what it produces, perfection. He said it'll be the year of correction, direction, protection, and perfection in the spirit, soul, in the body, in finances, in churches, and in government. This is what we're going to set our faith and believe to see this year in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you stand up with me? Musicians, would you guys come? What's the God of all grace going to do in us this year? He's going to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle us. Say it again. He's going to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle. I want you to get ready to see those four words everywhere you look around here. Staff, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this of you guys. We're going to get this up in front of us. We're going to put these words in front of us. Some way or another. Online, print it out, hand it out, whatever we got to do. We're going to put these words in our eyes and get them down into our heart. This is what the God of all grace is doing in our lives in 2022. What's he doing? He is going to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle. How you doing? How you, how you feeling? How's your marriage? How are the kids doing? How are things financially? How are things relationally? How are things between you and the Lord? How's the church doing? Better than ever. Sarah, would you come please? We're going to make declaration over 2022. We're going to make a confession right now before we wrap this up this morning. And I want you to say it. 
after me, but I want you to say it in faith. This is something else my grandfather said to Sarah and I back in November. She and I went down to Texas and we recorded two weeks of Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast with him and those will air in January. So I want to make sure you uh, check those out. They turned out really excellent. I'm excited about it. But one of the things he said to us that the Lord spoke to him and he wrote to his partners and it's so simple and I love it. He said, in 2022, you'll know what to do. It's true because it rhymes. No, that's not what makes it true. But I, I took a hold of that and I'm believing that for our family, for our lives. I'm believing that for this church, this ministry in 2022, we will know what to do. Every time a question comes up, we'll know what to do. Every time there's a situation or a challenge, we will know exactly what to do about that. We'll have clarity. We'll have confidence. We will know what to do. So why don't you say this out loud after me? I'm going to lead you in this confession. Say, in 2022, in 2022 I will know what to do. This year, the God of all grace, who has called me to his eternal glory, will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle me. All that has been stolen, all that has been broken, is being restored to me. My days of wondering, my days of wandering are over forever. I am established on course. I'm done being weak. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm strong in my spirit, strong in my soul, strong in my body. God's word is my firm foundation. I am stable and secure. My heart is fixed, trusting in him. By his grace, by his help, and by the leadership of his spirit, in 2022, I will always be in the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. Amen. Give the Lord praise for it. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for it. We give you all the glory. Altar ministers, would you come to the front today? Before you leave, if you need prayer for anything, somebody to stand in agreement with you, our altar ministers are here, ready, willing, able to pray with you, pray the word with you. And we're believing to see this in your lives and in the life of this church this year. Get a picture of it. Let, let the Holy Ghost go to work painting on the inside of you, creating an image of what you look like perfected. You can almost hear it turning right now. I don't know. Perfected. Totally equipped. Totally restored. Totally enabled. Let him go to work in you. Creating an image of you. Established. Strengthened. And settled. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we love you and worship you today. You've been such a good father God to us. Lord Jesus, it's been our joy to celebrate you. And you're coming to earth and wrapping around you flesh just like ours. 
laying aside your mighty weight and power and, and putting on the form of a servant. You have loved us with the greatest of all loves. And we love you and we love each other. We thank you for the example that you've shown to us. By your help, we'll follow it. And though we'll never be more than you, we can be just like you. Perfect as you are perfect. We ask you to go to work in us right now. As this year begins to wrap up and the new year begins, go to work in us, creating in us, in us an image of that perfection and that establishing and that strengthening and that settling. Oh, we worship you. Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We glorify you. Lift up your own voice and begin to thank him and praise him. If you're a person of faith, you'll thank him in advance. You'll say it before you see it. You'll say, he is perfecting me. He is establishing me. He is strengthening me. He is settling me. Glory to the Lord. We worship you, Father. We praise you and honor you today. In Jesus' name. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Church, we love you today. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas. This new year is going to be what? Better than ever in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, come to the front. They're going to sing. We're going to be dismissed. And we will see you next Sunday. God bless you. We love you. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you need someone to pray with you, there are several ways for you to contact us. Feel free to give us a call at 817-577-0180. You can also contact us through the Legacy Studios app or either of our websites. Giving options are available online at pearsonsministries.com and legacychurch.family. If you prefer, you can also text an offering. Simply text LEGACY in any dollar amount to the number 28950 and follow the prompts. Be blessed today. We love you and remember... You are always welcome here in the House of Faith.